get closer so I walked on over sit down and ask her her name when the drinks finally hit her she said I'm no quitter but I finally quit living on dreams I'm hungry for laughter and here ever after I'm after whatever the other life brings Spooky greetings, my friends. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your day. Those tunes, of course, are courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Recently, I had a few people approach me requesting a Haunted Bridges episode. Now, if you recall, I did one back in November of 2019. It's episode 36, entitled Death on the Bridge. It's one to definitely check out. And I thought that I would do a part two of Haunted Bridges, as there are so many Haunted Bridges out there in the world, and also because people suggested Haunted Bridges. I absolutely love requests and suggestions, so if you know of anything that's haunted or supernatural or unknown or unexplained, whether it's an item, a location, or whatever, please throw me an email at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com and I'll see what I can do. Bridges. Many come with urban legends, plagued with death, freak accidents, suicides, and so on. And it's no wonder why so many are haunted today. first bridge that I would like to talk about is one called Hell's Bridge. It is a bloody dark urban legend that will forever haunt the people of Algoma Township in Michigan. In the mid-1800s, children in the area, well, they were disappearing. Parents, they were terrified. Their sweet babies weren't safe, and they were desperate to find out what was happening to their precious children. Legend had it that the townsfolk conducted a search party in the woods to ensure that the remaining children stayed safe. They left the children with a sweet elderly man named Elias Frisk. (laughs) You know, Elias was the kind of man that when people saw him, they couldn't help but smile. And I'm sure we all have people like that in our lives, like whether they're a grandpa or a grandma or, you know, the sweet little old neighbor across the street. Every time you see them, it's just like, oh, You're awesome. I love you. You're so sweet. He was a sweet man, and the folks simply adored him and trusted him with their children, and off they went. The search went on for several hours when suddenly a man in the woods who was part of the search party came upon a frightening scene. First he heard mumbling, someone speaking unintelligible words. Behind a large tree lay the adored old man, Elias Frisk, who many considered like a grandfatherly figure. He was rocking uncontrollably and continued mumbling unknown words. Past, in the background, was Hell's Bridge, and the man couldn't believe his eyes. The children that was left in Frisk's care, they were there at the bridge, hanging off the side. It all started innocently enough, or so they thought. He had a long rope. He tied the rope around a child's waist. 
then had another child go behind and did the same thing until they were all tied together. This was so, Elias claims, none of the children can disappear like in the past. Nobody would be disappearing on his watch. They went for a walk to get some fresh air when Elias claims that as soon as they stepped foot on that bridge, he had an urge suddenly come over him. Evil urges and the children's fate and demise were in his hands. He hangs them all. When that searcher located him, he of course was speaking unintelligible words, but he was actually able to make out some of it. He claims that the devil made him do it. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. In reality, what most likely would have happened is that when he was marching the kids through the woods toward the bridge and their death, the kids started complaining of a smell. Ugh, pew, what was that? What is that? The smell? The missing children's remains. Now, obviously, he was absolutely responsible for the premature deaths of the surviving children, but many believed he was also behind the earlier disappearances. Others believed that Elias Frisk was innocent and that he was possessed by a malevolent spirit, forcing him to do such heinous, murderous acts. Elias Frisk himself would later be executed and was hanged off the very same bridge where he murdered those children. Story has it that the night of his hanging, the townspeople left his body dangling off Hillsbridge, and late at night, the waters rose, resulting the rope to break free, the water sweeping him straight to hell where he belonged. To this day, people swear they see children's faces below the surface. Others have witnessed seeing tiny little hands grasping out of the, the water. Crying and laughing, well, that's also been heard here. One eerie incident occurred there when a young couple went to the bridge one cold night. They knew about the supposed hauntings and strange happenings, but they were quite skeptical, actually. Hands coming out of the water? Yeah, right kids faces seen on the water's surface no way ridiculous ghostly laughing and crying sounds <laughs> please they walked around the bridge down below and up above to do some investigating of their own and came up with absolutely not one single thing convinced it was just some stupid legend they start walking back to the car as they approached the end of the bridge, the woman was suddenly overwhelmed, a rancid smell insulting her nostrils. It was similar to that nasty rotten egg smell or sulfury. It was very putrid and came from nowhere. It was strong and it was intoxicating. When she turned around to say something to her boyfriend, who wasn't too far behind her, she saw that they were not alone. The figure of a man was standing at the opposite side of the bridge. The young woman could not believe her eyes and she lets out a blood-curdling scream. The shocked boyfriend quickly turned around, only to see an elderly man with red eyes glaring at them. Terrified, the couple runs back to their car and speeds off. Many people have had creepy encounters here. From seeing ghostly nooses, 
to full-bodied apparitions, and the list just keeps going on. The bridge you see now is not the original bridge. It was rebuilt a while back, but that doesn't change the history of what occurred on the land, and the spirits roam there to this day. In fact, the bridge that you see today looks more like a footpath bridge. It's short and small and in the woods by a little neighborhood. You look at that bridge and think, how can someone hang little children or a full-grown man off this? As just a few feet below is where the Rogue River flows. Just remember, this is a completely different bridge from when these events supposedly took place. Either way, it's safe to say that people have had spooky encounters here in the past and continue to do so today. Poinsett Bridge is located in Greenville, South Carolina, built in 1820. It is the oldest surviving bridge in the state. It's in a remote area in the mountains, and it's a gorgeous bridge made out of stone with a neat archway down below. Looks kind of medieval-y to me. (laughs) According to folklore, this bridge was built on the site of an old Indian burial ground. This would actually make a lot of sense, one would think, because centuries ago the Cherokees were really the only people that inhabited this area for quite some time. They lived there and hunted there. But maybe it doesn't make as much sense as I originally thought. While researching this bridge, I found an article out of a book titled The Cherokee People by Thomas Males. Thomas writes, In each town, there was a priest whose task was to bury the dead. He came soon after death to the house where the corpse was and usually buried it either in the floor directly under the place where the person died, under the hearth, outside near the house, or in the case of a distinguished chief, under the seat he had occupied in the town council house. So... Even though, yes, Indians called these parts home, their burials were different. There might be an old Indian burial ground there, but after finding that bit of information, I'm leaning in the no department. (laughs) But you never know. You absolutely never know. While building the bridge, many of the workers caught malaria and other illnesses, and it is believed that some of the workers died while working in the bridge and were buried down below. And according to a town's historian, during the building of the bridge, a flash flood came barreling through, trapping the men and killing several of them. It's rumored that a slave was hanged off here. Whatever the case, strange things occur here, especially at night. And it's not rare for people to come here wanting to conduct an investigation of their own. One thing that happens quite often is that when people try to start their cars to leave, the car dies. Some people have experienced while sitting in their cars a bright light heading right towards them. And as it gets closer, they suddenly hear this horrendous scream. While looking into this old bridge, I found a couple of encounters people shared. One of them is from a local man who says that he heard voices coming from the arch of the bridge, and he's also heard screams above the bridge. In addition to this, he's also witnessed seeing mysterious red, green, and white lights floating on the mountainside like some phantom lantern. Another encounter, a group of people went to the bridge one night, 
and when they parked their car, they immediately started hearing movement around them. A girl had her hand resting on the car door when she felt a hand. It felt rough, resting on top of hers. One paranormal team who went and conducted an investigation took hundreds of photos while they were there and say that close to 100 of those photos that they took exhibited some type of phenomena. They also caught on video a mist, the shape of a man, and caught unexplainable sounds. Others have gotten several major spikes with their EMF meters, photographic evidence, and what have you. Definitely a cool place to go check out for sure. Even if you're not into haunted stuff, but just like bridges or old things in general, as it's a really neat looking bridge. In Bourbon County, Kentucky, stands a beautiful covered bridge. It's known as the Colville Covered Bridge. It was built in 1877 and has long since been considered a haunted location by the locals and passerby. Many ghost stories are connected to this covered bridge. One has to do with a couple in the 1930s. They were on their way home from a fun night out at prom, and it is here on the bridge that they were in a horrible car accident, which claimed both of their lives. Shortly after the fatal accident, reports started flowing in about people seeing ghostly lights floating underneath the bridge. Another story is that an elderly woman was walking across the bridge one day when she suddenly dropped dead. I assume from natural causes, but her spirit is believed to roam this area to this very day and has been seen by several people. Apparently, this area, it's a very beautiful and quite scenic drive. The bridge even has a place to pull over to park if you want to explore the area. So I may have to put this beauty on my list next time I'm traveling through good old Kentucky. Speaking of covered bridges, which I absolutely adore, as it is part of my cover pick for this podcast, I found another one that I'd like to talk a bit about. Stowe Hollow Bridge, located in Vermont. It's a beaut. It reminds me sort of like the one you see in Sleepy Hollow. The locals call this bridge Emily's Bridge, as they strongly believe the bridge has a residential spirit a young woman named Emily is thought to haunt it. In 1849, a woman named Emily had fallen deeply in love with a man her family did not approve of. Now back then, it wasn't odd if a family disowned a member, if they were courting someone that the family didn't approve of. Or, you know, back then, they would, instead of just disowning them, they would have the person committed. Despite Emily's family's opinion and feelings towards the man of her dreams... It was arranged by the man and the Emily to elope. So one night they had planned to meet on Stowe Hollow Bridge. There on the bridge, Emily waited and waited, and she waited longer. Hours they go by, and her love was nowhere in sight. It is then, while on Stowe Bridge, that she realized her would-be husband abandoned her. She was absolutely heartbroken. She lost her family because she chose love, and he decided to leave her? Hours earlier, she was ecstatic, over the moon. She thought they would elope, live a blissful, merry life, full of love, laughter, creating memories, and maybe even have some children of their own someday. 
She wipes her tears away and she knows what she has to do. She would rather die than not be with the man she was supposed to be with. She hangs herself from one of the bridge's rafters up above. It is believed she stays here at the bridge, waiting for her fiancé to come back. She's an angry and quite vengeful spirit. She's so aggressive that some of the locals are actually afraid to be in that area, and several downright refuse to drive across that bridge when night falls. Cases and reports of people, cars, and even horses being scratched by unseen claws date back to 150 years. Many believe it to be none other than Emily as being the one responsible. Next up, Airtight Bridge in Illinois is believed to be extremely haunted. Looking at this bridge, it looks like it could be the home of the Popelick Monster. It's an isolated bridge in Cole County, and it was built in 1914. Close to 40 years ago, the dismembered body of a missing woman was found floating under the bridge. It became known as the Airtight Torso Case. The year was 1980. Two brothers were on a deer hunting trip, and while on the bridge, they noticed something floating in the water below them. It wasn't anything they had seen before, and they knew something was terribly wrong. They make their way down to the water's edge to see a torso floating in the water, the head and feet missing. At the time of the discovery, a farmer is passing by and sees the commotion and joins the brothers. He frantically drives home and calls the sheriff's department. The search is conducted for the missing body parts, but they're never found. At the time, they didn't know this was a missing persons case. She stayed unidentified for a very long time. They buried her a year after her discovery under Jane Doe. In 1992, there was a break in the case, and I identified the woman as Diana Marie Riordan Small. Her husband, since, has been arrested for her murder. Many believe Diane's spirit to be here at the bridge where her body laid. Even before her murder occurred, though, people got the heebie-jeebies while passing the bridge, some paralyzed with fear, and they can never understand why. And I have to say real quick that there's an area in California when I lived there. When I lived in Northern California and I would be going to Southern, I would be driving and there was this one area that I don't remember what it was now. I don't remember the name, but I remember driving through that area and there was like a dam there, like huge water reservoir area. And the road is kind of windy and what have you. And every single time I went through that, I just felt like I was being chased. Like there was always panic in me. And I held it inside because, of course, whoever was with me, whether it was my boyfriend or somebody else, they would be like, what the hell is your problem? But I always like had that like I'm being watched. I don't feel good. I feel nauseous all of a sudden. I feel scared like for my life. And the driving conditions would be perfect. The weather would be nice and everything. Come to find out that several people had died in that area from fatal car accidents. So that made a lot more sense to me after that. And last, but certainly not least, 
is a beautiful Gothic-like stone bridge in Prague that's called Charles Bridge. Construction started, believe it or not, in 1357 after another bridge was badly damaged by a flood. Even though construction started in 1357, it wasn't until the 15th century that renovation would be completed. This area has a deep, dark history. Back in the 1600s, when leaders would find themselves in murkish waters and the punishment would be death, they would have a date with the executioner. Once they were decapitated, their severed heads would be put on display on both sides of the bridge, and there they would dangle for decades. Displayed on the bridge are these large statues. They are stunning and people tend to go to these statues and rub certain areas of certain ones. And this is supposedly for good luck. And it's apparent people do it a lot because it's like brass where they do it. Like it's rubbed clean. <laughs> it's like, how about you rub the rest of it, huh? Just, just kidding. And this bridge is always busy with foot traffic as many come here to visit as it's breathtakingly beautiful. The patron saint of Prague, St. John was murdered on this bridge centuries ago. The king probed him about information about what his wife, the queen, confided in him when John was the bishop, which he fired him from being the bishop. He refused to share what the queen trusted him with, and even though it was honorary on his part, he would lose his life for his loyalty. People have experienced strange things here, and I've seen some pretty unexplainable stuff too, including apparitions. Many of these are people without heads, being executed via the guillotine centuries earlier. <laughs> Still roaming the grounds and on the bridge. Furthermore, supposedly every single 21st day of June, 12 of the headless ghosts walk in procession from the bridge to the old town square. It's also believed that the spirit of a woman, a cult member, roams the bridge and the nearby property. And apparently she's a very nasty woman and she enjoys insulting passerby before vanishing. Legend has it that after St. John's body was thrown off the bridge, the section the bloody event occurred kept getting damaged. Constantly, crews were constructing the bridge. One of the construction workers was there working overnight when he claims he was approached by the devil himself. The devil threatened to continue knocking down the bridge every night until the worker agreed to hand the devil the soul of the first person to walk on that section of the bridge once it was repaired. The worker, he was nervous and constantly guarded the bridge, trying to do so on both sides so no one would cross it. Unfortunately, his very pregnant wife came over one day without his knowing and walked over the bridge to talk to him as he worked. That night, his wife went into labor and died while giving birth. The baby died shortly after as well. Bridges, we pass them during our travels. Maybe the next one you cross will have stories, legends, deaths, and ghosts of its own. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry, my friends. You can binge listen right this very moment. Just head on over to any of the podcast platforms, such as Podcast Republic, Deezer, CastBox, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you may roam to listen to your other phantomly amazing podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prodders podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to... Ogden, France. Arden Arcade, California. East Point, Michigan. Edgewood, Kentucky. And Justin, Texas. Thank you so much for listening. Each of you are absolutely amazing. Be sure to come back next week. Monday, the newest episode will come out. See you next week.